welcome. I'm Rabbi Nachomath with the Las Vegas Colwell. The 1880 Republican National Convention was coming apart at the seams. There was a huge division between two groups within the Republican Party, the half-breeds and the stalwarts. What were they arguing about? When the federal government was first established in 1789, there were only a handful of employees running the federal government. Fast forward a few decades later, when General Jackson becomes President Jackson, the federal government's now pretty substantial. And when Andrew Jackson became president, he instituted a system called the spoil system. He would say, to the victor belongs the spoils. He was just elected president, and he realized, aside from being commander-in-chief, aside from being the head of state, he's also the CEO of a pretty big corporation. And he realized he can fire everyone in the federal government and replace them with his friends, friends of friends, people who he owed favors to, anybody and everybody. And he used the federal government as a way of instituting cronyism, putting in people who weren't necessarily the most competent or qualified people for a particular position, but it was a way of getting his buddies, his friends, people who he owed favors to, getting them jobs. And it's interesting, if you fast forward to when Abraham Lincoln becomes president, if you read his diary, you would think, you know, he's probably the biggest thing he had to deal with was that war, right? If you read, one of the biggest frustrations he had was dealing with office seekers because it had become such a culture that the president's role was to give out jobs to friends, to cronies, to buddies, to people who he owed favors to, people within his political party. And there were people who would line up literally for days outside of the White House just for a chance to meet the president and ask him for a job, to be the head of a post office in Kansas City, to be a minister to some foreign country. And these are people who were not necessarily qualified and it exhausted even Lincoln. Fast forward to 1880 and the system was totally out of hand. The federal government was humongous and the head of the, of the federal government, the president, one of his biggest responsibilities and one of the greatest sources of power that he had was filling the entire federal government with people who he wanted to do favors to so that he would get favors in return. You see, once I appoint someone, if I'm the president, and I appoint them to a federal post, well, now they're going to root for me. And it became a real, real corrupt system. You had people who were incompetent, people who weren't qualified, and they were getting all sorts of positions. And every time the president would be elected, they would clean house, get rid of a huge chunk of the federal government, and replace them with buddies, friends. And it was, the system was completely corrupt. And in 1880, there was a faction within the Republican Party that decided we've got to reform the civil service. We've got to go ahead and clean this up. And these were called the half-breeds. And their major platform was civil service reform. We got to make sure that people who are hired within the government civil service, it's a merit-based system. These are the most qualified people and it shouldn't have anything to do with party affiliation. The stalwarts, on the other hand, they liked how the system was. They wanted to keep it in place. They wanted to make sure whoever, if we win, we become the president, we want to make sure that we're able to dole out jobs to people who are loyal to us, to our friends, to our cronies, to our buddies. And the half-breeds and the stalwarts were tearing the Republican Party apart in the convention of 1880. They finally decided on a compromise. They decided that the nominee for the president would be a half-breed, someone who was interested in civil service reform. His name was James Garfield. But to balance the ticket and to keep the Republican Party together, they decided to nominate for vice president a stalwart, someone who was not interested in civil service reform. 
and they decided they would nominate Chester Arthur. Who was Chester Arthur? He was the head at one point of the New York City Custom House, which was an incredibly lucrative and influential job. At one point, Chester Arthur was the most heavily compensated federal employee. And not only was he compensated well, he himself controlled many, many jobs underneath him. If anyone ever benefited from the patronage, from this spoil system, it was Chester Arthur. And that's how the Republican National Con Convention in 1880, that's what they decided, a compromise between the half-breeds and the stalwarts. If you read in Sefer Beratius, the book of Genesis, we read about Abraham, we read about Avram, and he has a righteous son, Yitzchak, Isaac, he's pious, he's a wonderful guy. But Avram has another son, Yishmael, Ishmael. And the Torah tells us about Yishmael at one point when he's young, it says that he's mitzachek. We find that he's mocking. Rashi explains, you know what mitzachek is an allusion to? Rashi says it's an allusion to the fact that he was an idolater, he was an adulterer, and he was a murderer. The three cardinal sins in Judaism, Yishmael had transgressed them. He was a villain. He was a terrible guy, a Russia, a terribly wicked person. What's remarkable is if you look in the Talmud, you'll find some of the great sages found in the Talmud. Their names are Rabbi Yishmael. Now, why is that? You don't find many people nowadays named Saddam Hussein because we typically don't name our kids after villains. If Yishmael was such a villain, if the Torah tells us that he was a terrible person, he's a murderer, an adulterer, an idolater, why in the world did Jewish people name their kids Yishmael after someone who the Torah identifies as a villain? What's also remarkable is if you read a few chapters later, when Yishmael dies, the Torah records Vayigva Vayamas. He expires and he dies. And Rashi points out the word Vayigva is an unusual word. It's a word, says Rashi, that's reserved for the pious, for people who are righteous. That's the terminology when we use to describe the death of a great person. Why in the world does the Torah use that word, Vayigva, to describe the death of Yishmael? He's a villain. He's a murderer. He's an, an adulterer. He's an idolater. Why in the world does the Torah use that terminology? And Rashi tells us, Mikan, you see from here that Yishmael, he repents. At the end of his life, Yishmael changes. He becomes a good person. He gives up his bad ways. And that's why the Torah goes ahead and it says, Vayigva, when he dies, he was pious. He started off his life as a villain, as a terrible guy, an adulterer, an idolater, a murderer. But later in his life, Yishmael, he does tshuva, he repents, he changes his ways. And that's why we find many great sages in the Talmud, they're named Yishmael. Because Yishmael, at the end of his life, he was righteous. He was a great man. And the Torah tells us that by saying, Vayigva Vayamas. He dies using the language and the expression reserved only for the pious, only for the righteous. And it's such a remarkable lesson. If someone is terrible as Yishmael, someone who can live such a bad life and do so many terrible things, so many terrible transgressions, if he can change his way, if he can become a better person, isn't that an inspiration to all of us? If Yishmael can turn that boat around, we can too. In 1881, a frustrated office seeker named Charles Guteau he was really frustrated that now that Garfield got elected president, he wanted to, be, he wanted to go ahead and get appointed to be a minister to the, for the government. He wanted to be a minister out in Paris. 
But Garfield is the president, and Garfield, he's a half-breed. He doesn't like that patronage system. And even though Guteau had campaigned hard for Garfield, Garfield wasn't interested in giving any government jobs to his buddies and friends. It's only on a merit system. And Guteau never got his job. And Guteau had a great idea. You know what I'll do? I'll shoot and kill the president, and Chester Arthur, the stalwart, he'll become president. And Arthur, well, he's into this spoil system. He's into the patronage system, and that way I couldn't get a I could get a job. And on June 2nd, 1881, at a railroad depot in Washington, D.C., Charles Guteau pulls out his revolver and he shoots Garfield, who dies a few weeks later. Chester Arthur now becomes president. And he realizes at that point that the system is totally broken. He was a stalwart. He believed in the patronage system. He believed in that spoil system. No one in the world had benefited more from that spoil system than Chester Arthur. But at that moment when he was president, after Garfield was assassinated by someone who was an office seeker, at that point, Chester Arthur had a realization that the system, it cannot continue. It's broken. And it was under Chester Arthur's administration that the Pendleton Civil Service Reform Act was passed which divides the federal government into political appointees. There are some jobs which the president, he can replace them by people who he feels are within his circle, his friends, people who are loyal to him, and those are political appointees. But there's another half of the federal government, which is the civil service. And the civil service is a merit-based system, and you are not hired based on party affiliation. You're only, you're only hired based on merit. And that law was passed by Chester Arthur, the greatest of the patronage, the person who benefited the most from the spoil system, Chester Arthur. Because you know what? He changed. He realized the system wasn't working. He realized it was wrong. He realized it was corrupt. If Chester Arthur can change, if Yishmael, that great villain, if he could change, we could change too. Let's not live static lives. The definition of our humanity is our ability to reform. It's our ability to grow. It's our ability to change. If Chester Arthur can do it, if Yishmael can do it, we can do it too.